What's up, what's up, Ramily? As usual, Jay here, along with Drew. Yo, yo. And you're tuning in to the We Not Me podcast, your home for Los Angeles Rams news from a fan's perspective. And uh, in this episode, we're going over the draft. It's finally over. I mean, we had some head scratchers, and honestly, in my opinion, this could have went south for us real quick. But we came out on top. We didn't really have that many picks to start out with, at least early on. And I anticipated us um, coughing up that first round. But Drew, what'd you get from that? Uh, from what we did with our draft, we traded back. I think we were hoping somebody fell down to us. And they didn't. So the Rams said, you know what? We have people we have targeted later anyways that are falling. Um, part of me thought we might say screw and grab Metcalf just because we can, because <laughs> he fell. Yeah, but I, you know what? Um, I I read an article like I, I think I um may have said that in the last podcast was BPA or best player available supreme or reigns all. Yes. Like you you don't want to you don't want to sway from that. It's like he said, uh, going for need over BPA will get you fired. Every and time. I, I believe that. And honestly, there wasn't a BPA for us that we really, really wanted. So, I mean, I think everybody that could have fell to us fell off the uh, um, fell off the board. And I really think their board was Noah Fant, Montez Sweat, and um, uh, Garrett Bradbury. And it's yeah. crazy because uh, who traded up the... Who traded up to get him? I don't think Minnesota uh, traded up to go get him. Uh, no, I don't think they traded. Uh, do they say any trades? Nope, they're talking about their draft pick. So, yeah, with uh, 17 and 18, the Giants grabbed Dexter Lawrence, who I thought we were going to grab as a nose, t- a nose tackle. But come to find out, we already – our nose tackle that was on our board, we had to go up and get because the third round was starting to get a little – little choppy it was starting to get a little choppy because people were actually or teams were actually starting to work in that round (laughs) like everybody's starting to catch on to this crap like um we're not the only teams trying to follow the patriots at least in scheme of just trying to set up your team and keep that success going because everyone panics like um, last last season in my opinion was the uh um like the best first round I've ever seen where you, you probably had about 80%, 80% of the uh, players taken in the first round made an impact on their team. Yeah. A lot. I, yeah. I remember me and you went through it and it was like outside of like injury. It was almost everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And I mean the last, uh, it wasn't the last two picks. Uh, you had Lamar Jackson and, uh, Sonya Michelle, Sonya Michelle won, won a Super Bowl. He was the, um, he was the only, yeah. He was the only touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. So you you get, get a situation like that. You get Lamar Jackson finally taking over and taking the reins of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and you go all the way up to the uh, first overall pick was Baker Mayfield, who almost gave. If it wasn't for Hugh Jackson just being, um, being the jerk that he was, I, you're talking about a winning season with the Browns playoffs. <laughs> and playoffs. With the Browns of all um, of all teams, so hey, they could this, go from just wanting to win a game to the playoffs, pretty much. <laughs> so you you give that man all the credit that he has, and it's unfortunate 
you give him them. Uh, what did he sit out? Two games or th- or or three? Man, I don't think he came in till. Was it even that early? I thought it was week four. I want to say it was week four too. Um, you give him those games, he easily wins rookie of the year. But yeah, he I lost mean, it. He lost it to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and I'm saying, what you don't think? Would they lose to the Saints by a kick? Yep. Right? You you don't think he's that much better than uh, Tyrod Taylor? I mean, the Browns probably run away with that game if he's playing. Who? Oh, uh, Baker. Yeah. If oh, of course. Playing, isn't that crazy to think the the team that was in that that hosted the NFC Championship game and got brutally destroyed by the Rams? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they could they could have started zero and two. Yeah, and that part that that would have been that would have been horrible at least. Um, but that um, that stigma is pretty much gone at yeah, least it's, with it's done with uh, with the brownies. No, 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 not not with the Browns. Um, starting zero and two, you really don't have any shot at making the playoffs. Oh yeah, um, a, Texans yeah. did it, and the Colts proved everybody wrong. But they're in the same division, and they it's kind of crazy. Won. They both went on like in god ungodly win streaks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, who ended up winning the division? That was the Texans, the Texans, right? Yeah, they hosted the Colts, and then the Colts uh, sent them home. Yep. So as as everybody kind of figured, I I thought they were trying to ship it out. And bumping up um, hype on Kyler Murray. I really didn't think they were going to do it. Because as much as I like how he plays, he's coming from... He's not coming from... um, I don't really want to call it failure, but like a successful scheme to like a very bad team. Whereas like Goff got beat the hell up uh, uh, from Cal. And yeah. and came to us and got beat up some yeah. more, and it took a coaching change. You've already fired your first year coach, and I. Oh yeah, that is um. That is a game that I've circled. Uh, Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator for the Browns. Well, he didn't do too good defensively with the. Cardinals. No, he didn't. But he didn't <laughs> have anything. Yeah, you got relics on your team. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Like you got one draft and you're gonna try to turn an entire team around. I I will say I mean. McVay McVay got handed superstars. Yeah, just, he did. Fisher didn't know what the heck he was doing with them. He had them and just did not know how to use them. But well, what McVay, Wilkes McVay. had a Wilkes had a middle school team. You talking yeah. about Gurley? Talking about uh, us having a middle school offense back in um, in 2016. He he did not have a team, and he was probably overwhelmed just by everything. He didn't have a coaching staff, scouts. The GM is still there, and it doesn't. Still. Seem, yeah, he still don't look like he knows what he's That's doing. Crazy. So, um, well, part of what Mc, what Mc, made McVay special too was he didn't. There was no ego. He was like, yeah, I'll go get Wade Phillips. I don't care. Yeah, Bones, I, I want you to stay. We need you. Whereas uh, Wilkes. He either didn't have the clout to get the coaches he needed or what that he wanted or I don't know what it was. I think he just took the position just because. like It's he, a head coaching job. Yeah, it's a head coaching job. Just take it. You get paid for the year, and if they fire you, you go back to coordination. And yeah. I think he was – was he the secondary coach? 
for uh, uh, Carolina? I don't uh, remember where he came from. Um, we, I don't remember. I want to say he was a defense coordinator with the Jets. Okay. But I'm probably way off. Either way, I mean, he's proven he could be a good de- defensive coordinator or secondary, wherever he's from, you know. Yeah, so with Kyler Murray going there, I mean, if not only do you put yourself in a very bad situation, you you put yourself in possibly like the worst division to be in without an offensive line that has been trained to to rush Russell Wilson. Now I can understand if he was in a division like um, yeah, it didn't even it, it wouldn't even help maybe. Maybe the Raiders, because those people were trained not necessarily to, to to chase Mahomes, but to um, respect his arm. Yeah, Mahomes is still fresh, too. Yeah, so he hasn't really been beat up. And then you got Phillip Rivers and... Um, Statues. Joe Flacco, or Whoa. used to be Case Keenum. Yeah. If he would have went to the Raiders. So I see him flourishing with that, at least with his speed and the way that he is, but... I mean, you got you got now a bolstered front seven with the uh, 49ers, an an already elite front seven with us. Yeah, and um, Seattle got rid of Frank Clark. But Seattle got rid stuff. of Frank Clark. Got a bunch of picks for it. Um, so I mean, yeah, he's in a bad. He's in a bad division that will get at him, and he might end up being like Russell Wilson, just. Like a couple of years prior, where the line was just horrible before they grabbed Dwayne Brown, where he was just running for his life, and he ended up pulling out like an MVP caliber season because of that. Now I don't, I don't know how his thinking's gonna be if pressure's just getting into his face consistently. But I mean, if if you're a new coach and you got a guy you need to get, you go get him. But honestly. The smartest thing to do is to try to do what Steve Wilkes couldn't do, and they they look like they're falling down the same um, the same path. Like Steve Wilkes could have traded that first pick and got a team, then he yeah. probably would have uh, would have gotten a um, a pass for an unsuccessful season. You go get a quarterback, and then you can't do anything with him because you're trying to play with Sam Bradford. And Josh Rosen is already looking like he's getting ready to check out on you guys, and then you force him in. You get no production, and everybody's just getting fired. So, you know what's um, crazy about Kyler Murray is, like you said, they're trying to they want him to come in, and like you said, Russell Wilson ended up pulling out an MVP caliber season out of what they gave him. They really want him to but, Baker Mayfield his way to uh, to success, but you can't. You you're not Baker Mayfield. Well. And if you wanted to look at Kyler Murray like Russell, what did Russell have until they had to pay him? Structure. That team, Russell Wilson didn't have to do much, just don't lose the game. Yep. Until it was time to pay him, and that's what happens. And they well, pay Kyler, him, and then that defense is not in order. No, but they're expecting Kyler Murray to come in, and they don't want him to just uh, not lose the game for him. They need him to be Russ in year five. They need him to be Russ that we have right now and I, I don't see it being good for them at all <laughs> no so you move forward and um I, I the the top 
the top four, or I say top four, but top six after uh, Kyler Murray kind of went as expected, except for the two well. huge, <laughs> huge head scratchers that did not make any sense. So yeah, you get the Niners getting Nick Bosa. Kind of understood that it was either yes. Quentin, it was either Quentin Williams or Nick Bosa. I take Nick Bosa to the 49ers over uh, Quentin Williams because he's really? Nick Bosa's got health issues, and um, I mean. You're talking about somebody that was successful with Ohio State. Uh, let's see how it is when you're with a bad team. Um, yes. New York Jets getting Quentin Williams. Uh, there were who, who are they replacing? Um, Muhammad Wilkerson. Not, well, he was gone for a couple years, I think. But I mean, Sheldon. But he was a DN, right? Gone. He's a DN. Well, it's, a, it's a three four, so they kind of moved him around everywhere. Okay, so now we'll they're see. in a four three, right? Who? I think the Jets run a 4-3 now. Yeah, so we'll see how that ends up um, with Quentin. And, I mean, we kind of everybody kind of expected that. But the Raiders grabbing uh, Clyde um, Farrell. Clyde Farrell. Like, I, no one knew who this. Well, we knew who he was. We just knew he was a mid-first-round pick. 15 to 25, somewhere around there. 15 at the high point, 25. Uh, if he j- drops a couple spots, that was the problem. But Wolf even still, they the Raiders. Where the Raiders have three first round picks, they could have pa- easily got him in the middle. They passed over Josh Allen. Yeah. If that's what you want as a pass rusher, why are you passing over Josh Allen? Speaking of which, real quick, uh, Josh, uh, a player named Josh Allen went number seven overall two years in a row in the draft. Yeah, collusion. <laughs> <laughs> collusion or a throwing your uh, tinfoil hat. Something, something's going on in the NFL. Yeah, something. So you get you get him picked up, and I mean, he it better work. Um, but if, I mean, if he's their guy, he's their guy. If he was their number one rated, um, I think that they had all their their baskets or their basket was full with Bosa and Williams, and they said I think they were thinking one of them was going to fall. When they didn't, they panicked. Probably, but why do you panic? And not just go down the line. Because I, I will say, there wasn't another... After Josh Allen, there wasn't another defensive end taken until Brian Burns from Florida State. But they need linebackers. I mean, we're talking about the Raiders here. I know the famous quote from Chucky, pass rushers are hard to find. But, I mean, you're telling me they couldn't have taken Devin White? Yeah, they, they could have. have. A, it would have been a goon in that defense. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. If that's their guy, that's their guy. I mean, Mike Mayock, we've seen him for years have that job where we watched him on TV, and maybe he fell in love with Farrell. Probably, but um, you better get wins with him because now not only is this being a head-scratcher, you, you'll get criticized to oblivion if you can't produce or you can't even get a pass rush with this dude starting because yeah. he better be a starter. Now Tampa Bay and Devin White was um was obvious, and then the Giants just doing the unthinkable. Sixth overall, you need a whole bunch of stuff. You need all the stuff. You need all the stuff. You just got rid of OBJ. You need a wide receiver. You have the if number you, seventeen. You need a quarter. Two. You need a quarterback and the most prospect or the most high top prospect out of uh um. Either this year's draft was either Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke. And they go and grab 
somebody that's familiar with the Mannings. Like, I don't even know if he's, like, trained with them or anything or if they've been, like, he's been under their wing and styles a play or anything like that. I thought he was just, like, an acquaintance. You know, I don't don't know. I I think he was an acquaintance and then started training with them, and then he got their endorsements. And I think that the GM, Gettleman, thought that was a safe pick to say, well, the people aren't going to be too mad at me reaching for him because he's a Manning guy. Well, you thought wrong (laughs) because he just had tied up an offseason where he traded away OBJ and uh, drafted Daniel Jones number six overall. And that, I mean... And you had the number 17 pick, so I'm just looking at... I think that's worse than just missing the pick. (laughs) I I really do. (laughs) I think that's worse than just missing the pick, because they were saying Daniel Jones is like a... Like, what, a fourth, fifth? Well, earlier in the... Listen, Daniel Jones, to me, is a less accurate Josh Allen with no athletic abilities. So just straight statue... But it, with a little, with, with a little TLC, he can turn himself into uh, like a Flacco type, or um, yeah, or honestly, one of the Mannings. But no, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how smart the kid is. I don't. Maybe um, Peyton and Eli saw something. And from what people have been saying already, and in articles I've read on them showing his stat comparison, his stats are horrible. Oh yeah. You, how often do you see a player of any kind go to the NFL and his stats get better and go? You know, <laughs> it, it's usually if you if you're um, a five thousand or four thousand yard passer in in college, maybe you could get back to that. Or if you're a, a twelve sack guy in college, okay, well maybe we could pencil him in his best is twelve sacks, but he'll probably average around eight to ten in the NFL. Because you it's you not, get the you un. Unfortunately, you go from where you are in college going up against um, other kids. But when you get to the NFL, you're going up against the best of the best. And he didn't do very good against kids. And he's in the ACC. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Giants got a gym, which everybody thinks they didn't, um, I'm hoping they made the right choice. But they probably should have got Dwayne Haskins. And... This dude just starts dropping because everybody else doesn't need. This was this was the most defensive draft that everybody everybody had a need for defense. Like I wasn't not necessarily thinking that people were trying to look for the next Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald, but it, it sure as heck looked like it. That's you're, you're talking about in the top fifteen picks. You already had three three D tackles gone. Look, can you tell me the last time when in the top 10, outside of quarterback, the only offensive position that was drafted was a tight end? <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing but a tight end. And even if you don't want to go lineman, the besides tight end, the other skill position was another tight end. If you take quarterback and lineman out, there was two tight ends taken in the top 20 and nothing else on offense. The Raiders broke it open by taking a running back at 24, and the Ravens took a wide receiver at 25. But besides that, it was it was defense, quarterbacks, linemen, and tight yep. end. People were people were beefing up that defense, and That's this was crazy. this was the best defensive class that I've ever seen come out of there. And 
you you move to you move down the line with um the Steelers going up to get their um um to get their, their Ryan Shazier replacement and if anything, I mean I as a Michigan fan myself, hey, just keep him under order and tell him how to tackle. Just don't let him run all willy nilly out there trying to hit people and headhunt. You know how the you know how the Steelers are. <laughs> That's crazy, but yeah, yeah. And he should flourish. He should flourish with that team. He ain't going very far. We'll see him. And what do you think? It's any coincidence that Bush went between nine and eleven. Just <laughs> saying, dog. <laughs> Dom hit me with that right after he was drafted. <laughs> uh, notables probably is just Dwayne Haskins just falling to the Redskins. And man, man, and they man. didn't have to do anything. They just like he's here. And it's unfortunate because if you don't, if you, if you if you don't put down the chips that fell to let them get him, because otherwise, if Alex Smith was all right, he falls even further. Where do you think he goes? Does they, if you look at the the draft list, um, Washington's at fifteen, then you got Carolina at sixteen, and then the Giants again. Well, I think it changes everything because if the Redskins aren't looking for a quarterback. Um, I think the Giants take Josh Allen at six, and they're not worried about it. They think they'll they'll have their guy at seventeen. But I, I mean, well, no, I, I think the draft would still go the way that it is. But if okay. Washington isn't looking for uh, for a quarterback and they don't grab Dwayne Haskins, I see him falling to either the Broncos or the Raiders for their second pick. The Broncos said that they had. Um, Drew Locke as their number one quarterback on their board. So, uh, I don't think he goes there. But then, you know, the post-draft crap. Maybe he goes to Oak. <sighs> no, I, do. I don't. Do I mean, that. maybe the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers grab him. And they say, well, we got two more years of Phillip. Otherwise, he falls out of the first round. And, and I don't, I don't know even... if he put insurance <laughs> on him or not. And there's still no teams that would get him. Because you no. keep looking further, like no, no one needs him. It's gonna take a team that says we got it, like Tampa. We got a guy, but we'll see. Because corners started disappearing. Corners and safeties was the theme of uh, the second round. Second round, and that player or um, that puts us up because unfortunately, like. Uh, like you did, you uh, for some of the Ram fans that had draft parties as well as yourself, oh. <laughs> sitting there for day one and stuff to look. We get all the way to thirty one and we're like, um, "Our guy's off the board." Atlanta, you want this? Yep. <laughs> and then we trade out. Yep. And then that's when it got real interesting because I, I didn't know what we were doing. We kept trading down, kept trading down. Yeah, we traded back twice. Yeah, we and then we back moved twice. up, essentially. And, and what we were doing was trying to keep, uh, according to Snead, keep everything or keep as many picks and and get as many picks in the um, top 100. But they were trying to just sweep that third round. They were yeah. trying to just stay there. And that's, that's where I was saying the most scary part about that draft, at least for us, was the fact that Taylor Rapp was projected – Early or mid or mid to late first round, and Before that was our 40. spot at thirty one. 
and yep, we're, before, we're trading before. back. The 40 dropped him down, but um, I, yeah, I didn't think we were going to get him. And then all these pass rushers stayed on the board. I mean, your boy, uh, Winovich, w- was there forever. Oh, I, as much as I wanted him to be uh, on the same team as uh, Clay Matthews, um, I knew the second we kept trading back that he probably wasn't going to be on the team because I don't, um, if I'm not mistaken, we didn't draft a uh, edge rusher. Well, that, <clears throat> that's what my next point was going to be: is wow, did we overrate what we needed? Huh? Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, everybody, in, including myself, continues to forget what our last draft class was. Yeah, and these people were OB. considered like redshirted. They were. They were in the perfect spot to be. We had what we needed to make a run, but we still set up for the future. So all these people are in the um, are in the film room with everybody else studying, like like they're here to stay. Otherwise, we would have got rid of uh, um, Obo. Yeah, we would have kept Obo on the uh, pup list rather than yeah. um, put him on IR. We can keep him there and. It's not a penalty to anything to go get somebody else because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get um, uh, C.J. Anderson if he was on the squad. That's true. So we kept him. Everybody else is still on the uh, um, uh, that necessarily got red shirt, still on the team and getting ready to start. You got uh, Brian Allen coming in. Um, Note Boom's playing guard. And then now we got some fresh people to come in um, for their spots and move around even further. And you forget about Micah Kaiser. No one really. I know you had an eye on him, but I haven't really seen him play. I'm excited for him. And on top of that, Morgan Fox comes back. We got uh, Kevin Peterson coming back, who was actually doing all right towards the end of the year. And if he's not up to speed towards OTAs and tra- or through training camp and OTAs, he brought me. He might end up getting cut. Well, and you saw who we just cut, your boy. <laughs> I, I guess there's only room for one Michigan, uh, Michigan Safety. alum on the Rams. Oh, that's funny. Well, we asked him to pay, take a pay cut. He said no, and they said, okay, like, bye. Right. And then he went to the Eagles. Oh, is that where he went? Uh-huh. They love our old safeties, huh? They probably just take all our hand-me-downs. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, it's similar to like how Patriots players are. Yeah, well, they took McLeod, then now uh, Countess. So with that one, the other, the another, the other one that's kind of a head scratcher if you don't look into it deep is um, Daryl Henderson for our our second pick or the second pick that we had, which was the third, which was in the third round, um, seventy overall. And you're thinking everybody's still trying to talk about Gurley's knee. I think he's fine. We just grabbed James White. Yeah, I was just going to say, Daryl Henderson has nothing to do with Gurley. That's like, remember when um, we had Tavon playing some running back reps? Mm-hmm. It is so annoying that but, we wasted yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But um, Tavon was never going to take snaps from Gurley. No. Right? Malcolm Brown is the guy that would take snaps from Gurley or or uh, spell him when Daryl Henderson comes in. We want to do something different. He's our, like you said, he's our James White. He's our Alvin Kamara. He's our, I mean, 
when you really look at what made Marshall special is Marshall was Gurley and Henderson put in one, right? Yep. <laughs> so now we have our Daryl Henderson to complete that. We could line him up in the slot. We could put him in the backfield. Let's and I his- think, honestly, why we still haven't gotten rid of John Kelly, he might be the counter to that. So he could be. Um, Henderson might be behind Kelly. I don't know how that'll work. They'll probably end up working for that, depending on what their hands are. Um, Kelly's more of a like a bruiser type running yeah, back, he but he's the same height. And Malcolm Brown is like identical to Gurley, but um, he he's not afraid to to be the bruiser if he wants to. But he keeps now, getting hurt. Yeah. Now Justin Davis done out. Yeah, he, he had his run, and he was yeah. from USC, but USC, he didn't yeah. really show up, and he started getting hurt, too. So, I mean, that is unfortunate as it is. That's what ends up happening. If you keep getting hurt, you'll get cut. And I think we have a few more running backs we uh, we grabbed from um, uh, the undrafted um, folks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that really – we kind of always bring those type of guys in. They'll probably yeah, yeah it's just to fill up the roster in the ninety. Yeah, they'll probably end up on the practice squad. Now, with them doing their next pick at uh, seventy nine overall, still staying in the third round was grabbing David Long, which is kind of crazy because I didn't expect that. And um, does this? It's kind of crazy though because his number in Michigan is twenty two. <laughs> and does that say we don't keep to um, Peters? But more than likely, he might be um, Talib's replacement because I think he plays like him. Well, I was going to say, you tell me, because the more I look at the guy's um, stats or his highlights, and you know, you can't just look at stats and highlights and say, oh, my gosh, he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But the more I do and, and I see – what he was doing in Michigan in the Big Ten, I think, like, how in the heck was this guy not a first-round pick, a top-15 pick? Yeah, at least playing, um, I don't want to say under Harbaugh. Uh, I forgot who the um, defensive coordinator is for the uh, for the Wolverines. But um, but he seems like he a, plays. He plays like Tlaib, so he's yeah. probably going to be spelling that side over there and trying to pick apart uh, Tlaib's brain to learn everything that he can. Now, whether or not we keep Peters and who we have behind Peters. If um, we can have that, uh, that same buddy system. Cause now it evens out. We don't necessarily have a mentor if it's coming from uh, either clay or, or not clay, but um, Eric Weddle. Well, Eric Weddle would be the um, Taylor rap, right? Mm-hmm. So Taylor Rapp is probably going to be under uh, Eric, and he's probably going to be playing too. So he's, um, we might even even be in like a three, um, a three safety set. I'm excited because I think we are. And this might start stealing snaps from uh, um, Nikel Roby Coleman. And I don't know. You you may have said it before, but I think he might be on his last year in the contract. He might, yeah. I don't remember if he's got one or two more years, but either way, I mean, he's a five foot two dude who only does a slot. I mean, I think what do they have four million dollars invested in him against the cap? They might think that that's too much money. <laughs> of course, 
Especially when you got uh, stud rookies like uh, like these guys who can get in and learn. Cause but I don't know if Long is a slot guy. I don't. No, I I don't think so either. Cause he's uh he's six foot even. I mean that that's not saying a lot. Cause um, uh, you got slot receivers that are like six three and stuff. And then like right after that, we just went offensive line, or we went line. We started going line yeah. right after that. Cause um, still staying in the third round. Uh, we we caught Bobby Evans from uh, Oklahoma, and I think this might be this might be a Kyler Murray move. What do you mean? <laughs> Just to know about him, to know what his tendencies oh. are. Okay. You uh, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You get a good uh, um, you get a good offensive lineman who can play some of those broken plays. Don't know how strong he is, but. You probably just ask him, like, you you know any of his tendencies? You blocked for him. A lot of people loved um, love that that draft pick, thinking Bobby Evans is going to be that dude that takes over for Wit. Yeah, but I thought that was Noteboom's spot. Unless he's going to make him a guard, and if he flourishes as a guard, then we'll we'll see. I mean, with what Noteboom has done in practice, we don't know what they want for him really, right? Mm -hmm. But it's become very clear, like you said, we want to draft players and redshirt them. We want them to sit at least the first year, and then we'll see what we have. So I think if after one year, if Bobby Evans isn't looking like he's that dude, we're going to realize real quick because we're going to end up taking a tackle with our first-round pick next year. But it's good. You're gonna take Evans. We're gonna get him for a year. We're gonna see what we can do. Oh no, I'm not even ready to start doing 2020 mocks. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm just saying. You know, that's what the Rams are doing. We're, we're looking at the landscape of everything a year early. Because what would you rather do? Well, I mean, freak athletes. I mean, they're a thing. But what would you rather do? Would you rather draft a guy late and give him a year of your coaching staff? A year of your guys that you trust to work with them, or use your first round pick blindly on a player that you scouted with other coaches. Well, I'd obviously take the former. So um, I love it. I love what we're doing. Yeah, I, I love that system because it, it works well. And then you go, you go even further, and we moved up to get this guy after we grabbed um, Bobby was uh, to go grab Greg Gaines and. Um, I don't know too much about him, but he looks—he really looks like a stud, at least at defensive uh, um, nose tackle. Uh, defensive nose tackle and somebody that's willing to play it. Like, I don't think a no—I don't think a Dexter Lawrence would have to accept it, but he's going into a four—a um, four-three system, so he won't have to worry about it. But no one necessarily like nowadays, especially in the early in the early rounds, is just going to accept being a nose tackle. No, you no, can understand the contributions to it. That's why uh, um, the Patriots just did so well with uh, Vince Wilfork. But um, that man was that man was just a nightmare for offenses. But that and he was drafted in another. In another time, you know, yeah, when he was drafted, the three four wasn't even 
it was a thing, but it was more like a unicorn. Like you only saw it. You know? Yeah, if it was ran, it was ran to perfection. We weren't yeah. going to see anybody running that, um, not knowing what they what they were doing. So Wade might have a true nose tackle with uh, well, Gaines. The only thing with Gaines is, man, he gets chicken arms sometimes. He gets those T Rex arms. Mm-hmm. I started checking some stuff out on him, and um, I I looked at him like the way I looked at him when I looked at his highlights during uh, during the draft when when we drafted him. I was just looking at him, and I'm like, his arm, like his length, he looks real like short, like his arms compact. are short. Yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't help when he gets chicken arms. Like he he doesn't fully extend them either. So uh, right. that's a well, coaching thing. That, that's, that's, that's a that's up to thing. yeah. That's up to our staff to um. That's up to Reggie and uh, Ted Raff to set him up um to be as limber as possible yeah. and seeing how's what they did with everybody else. Well, and you see like what Donald does for his handwork. He mm-hmm. does what Muay Thai and I don't know what the heck Donald does. He does that kung fu stuff. So maybe Donald. <laughs> oh, with the knives game. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you go further that, down the line. I mean, I wasn't. I I think I had stopped watching the draft after that, and I was just looking at the updates. Um, yeah. We only really had three park. more picks after that. We didn't even have a sixth rounder, and then we were no. close to uh, um, with our last two picks to the end of the draft, almost um, in the seventh round, and one that stands out besides David Edwards, which is um, another tackle. Uh, a tackle that could probably play behind Rob Havenstein is uh, Nick Scott because apparently this was this was like Bones' number one scout. And oh, he's the guy that you said you think he's the reason why we got rid of um, Blake Countess. Countess, because okay. he's a safety out of Penn State. That's like a, he's like a full gunner type. Like I don't know. I don't know if he's Corey Littleton's replacement, but it looks like he might be that. That'd be good because Corey Littleton's getting more and more. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be playing safety. Unless they put them both in and then like have fun blocking that or have fun uh, um, defending that on your punts. Shit, we, we might be. <laughs> Shoot, they well, might we, be running into each other in front of the. How punter. many punts did we block last year? Two, four, I think. Dang, was it that many? It seemed like the year before, like twenty. Because we blocked. Remember, we blocked. We blocked the Seahawks. We blocked. Uh, we blocked the Seahawks in Seattle. We blocked the 49ers, um, in the end zone when Kadero Hodge ran into uh, Bryce Hager. Yeah. Um, we blocked the. The Chargers and they lost their safety, or they lost their punter. Lost their punter. And what was the last block? We didn't get the Eagles again, did we? Um, No, didn't the Eagles get us this year? I think so. Um, What was our last block? Either way, Littleton was that dude. He might have gotten two blocks during that 49ers game in uh, Santa Clara. That don't damn. Uh, but um, Scott you know, Scott's probably going to be playing pretty good on special teams. The only thing I'm worried hopefully. about is how aggressive he is. Um, well, that's what Bones is there for. To well, make yeah, sure. to be getting a crap load of penalties and stuff like that. 
And then we got uh, with our last pick was um, uh, do we do that? Do we normally just do that? We get a celebrity as our last pick, like just somebody's got some type of like celebrity about him. Wow, what does Dakota Allen got? Uh, he's from the uh, Netflix series. Oh, uh, last no, chance you. you. Didn't we draft uh, Doctor Dre's kid or something a couple years ago? The only celebrities that I know that we drafted that pumped up like PR or something like that was Michael Sam and then Denzel Washington's son. Oh, it was Denzel's son. And his uh, right. his son's now acting now. He's actually got like a few movies under his belt as well. But well, he's probably better at that than football. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, we we do play in La La Land. Of you course. Know. Ow. But we are the we lost. Tra- well, yeah. I mean, the Sam thing it was Fisher. Yeah, we were both. Um, uh, both of those guys were drafted by the uh, St. Louis Rams. Um, I like I like all of these picks. The one that stands out to me really um, that I really want to see flourish is uh, Daryl Henderson. Um, if he actually changes the entire scheme of how we play. Like I, I, do you think we still go to that um, play action crap again, like twenty four seven, or are we changing it all up because now we got all eyes on us? Before we took the we took the league by notice, but nobody really didn't pay us any attention. We got knocked out of the first first round of the playoffs, well, and it, everybody was like, "All right, well that division's going to crap. Nobody can do anything right." And you already see the turmoil with the Seahawks, with with um, Earl Thomas. Uh, Garoppolo can't stay healthy. And the Cardinals are just being the Browns of the NFC. So we stay like that. Following year, we're in the Super Bowl. All right, they're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> so now our tape from 2017 and 18 is just being studied like a hawk by all teams now. And... If we're the team to beat, obvi- well, RB- obviously, we're the defending NF- NFC champions. Uh, our play calling and our offensive play calling is probably the first team, the first thing teams look at on defense, at least on how to guard that stuff. Especially if other teams start copying it. I do think we switch Hen- it? Do we switch it all up? I think. Henderson is that dude that McVay's been wanting to complete his scheme since he became a head coach. Probably, especially with that fast, um, uh, uh, the quick passing. So we're going to find out. I think we're going to get our scheme last year, but on steroids. Like, I'm talking about the early one before Cooper Cup went down. When we were putting up 40 burgers or 30-something burgers all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we do? We Didn't we put up 32, 33, 34? Like, when we were in succession, we were getting a point better every game to start the season. Yeah, uh, for two years blasted. in a row, we've averaged like 33 points. We blasted the, the Vikings back to Minnesota. So, I, I think the maturation process of our offense is going to be complete. Oh, yeah, and the staff yeah. has changed. Now, actually, honestly, I think our staff is better, um, uh, at least with our new quarterback coach. And Oh, yeah, we got Balaki. I don't know. I don't know his role. Like, 
but honestly, personally, for me, I, I've dumbed it down that I think um, Blake's role is, is um, installation. Yeah, uh, he I, might. I, he I, might, he's not like an official backup to help golf. I think no. he's to help everybody else. And I think um, the why it was good for Blocky to take this job was because uh, he's going to learn under McVay for a year. Someone's going to want to pay him. Yeah, of course. If you're under, if he if he's flourishing in the preseason and all throughout camp and helping out these people at least with specific passes, defenses on where. Uh, and the reports uh, will come out yeah, where he's a good team player or not. Where an exploit might happen and he can see it and exploit it uh, on defensive backs or linemen and stuff that can't get in. Yep. Um, this dude was a first-round pick that's been a starting quarterback and almost won the AFC Championship if it wasn't for his defense just kind of gassing out. He'd been in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, and we'd, we'd, probably, be, we'd probably be crowning them. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl champions. If it wasn't for Bill deciding he didn't want to play defense um, against crazy? the Eagles, so and then now they got Foles over there in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, hopefully that turns out well, but you really never know until um, until these people start playing. So same thing goes for us. Like all all these people look like they're being redshirted. Like who do you think who do you think plays first? Who do you think gets a rookie snap first. Uh, Henderson for sure. Or Gaines. Ah. I Will think you? I yeah, now that that one that now that that's a that's a close one cuz Gaines might just become the starter. What but, um, What round did we draft John Johnson? The 3rd? John Johnson, yeah, third or fourth round. He pick. came after. Uh, he got drafted after. Um, Gerald Cup. Oh, Cup was his third, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I was just trying to think if, because uh, Rap, he's gonna get some snaps. Long's gonna get some snaps. Bobby Evan won't. I I think yeah, the only two guys are really gonna see play play. Like significant snaps is Henderson and Gaines, and it might just depend on if we if we select to receive or defer, <laughs> in in week one, you know. No, of course. Well, if you want to put it in uh, into the uh, scale of um, uh, <laughs> like um, betting odds, I. Uh, I'm going to say David Long plays first. I think he gets his first snap. Really? Now watch you it think? be like <laughs> watch <laughs> it be like Bobby Evans or David Edwards. I was going to say it's going to be Or uh, you know what? If Scott, we, look, yeah, it's, gonna it's, it's probably going to be <laughs> It is probably going to be Nick Scott. Watch he, because the special be teams there. count. Yeah. He's going to be out there blocking punts before anyone else sees the field. Yep. Well, watch it. I'll take yeah, watch it. it be him. I'll take it. I mean I ain't mad at him. No. Because um, all these people are all all these people, all these draft picks and rookies that are coming in, especially with the uh, the undrafted free agents. Um, actually, I got to look that up because there was actually two notables that you um, you told to me before this podcast. Uh, one of them uh, played with um, 
Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, yeah, one of the he was a receiver with them, right? I forget his name. Yep, he lined up. Uh, he lined up with them. Um, Opposite him. Let me find it. Now here, here's the funny thing. Now not only did we end up grabbing a, an undrafted free agent through uh, um, that played with Cooper Cup, somebody grabbed Cooper Cup's younger brother. You know what team he went to? Don't tell me he went to the Patriots. Nope. He went to the freaking Niners, probably. Though. Yep. Uh. <laughs> he's, with- <laughs> <laughs> he's with the 49ers. Now, I look, as much as I don't like, because, like, the kid, they scare, they scare us with what they look like, and then they just don't show it. Well, because they're not a good team, and the coaching staff's trash. And- yeah. I mean, but it, it all looks good on paper. The, the way that they set that all up. Like, it looks great, well, and then just something yeah. stupid happens. You you remember when we used to look phenomenal on paper with Long and Quinn and slinging Sammy B, and we had Jared Cook, and we had we had uh, Brandon Floyd, and this was a year, and... and nothing. That's that's what they're going through right now. They're Absolutely going through their Sam nothing. Bradford phase. Nasimba Webster. Yep. That's the best name... In football, and we'll see how that turned, uh, how that ends up turning out. Cause now he was a dual threat quarterback coming into the um, Eastern Washington University, or University of Eastern Washington. So, yeah, he was a dual threat quarterback, five foot ten, one hundred and eighty three pounds. Oh, all of them are gone. Dang, I didn't know we were that thinned out. What happened? Um, I don't think we put a tender on Troy Hill, did we? I hope not. Uh, no, we didn't. Um, yeah, Troy Hill, Corey Littleton are still restricted free agents, but uh, Bryce Hager's gone. Sam Shields obviously gone. Westbrook's, uh, Ethan Where'd Westbrook's go? is gone, and Rameek Wilson's is gone. Well, Westbrook's back. Oh, he signed. I would hope so. We're not getting rid of him, right? No, nah, he's still considered a free agent on the um on the website. Hmm. Yep, CJ's with the Lions, Mark Barron's with the Steelers, and uh Lamarcus Joyner's with the uh Raiders, which we already we already said um like that might not that might not go well. Or it's going to go really well in the first year, and then it's going to go to trash because they only have one out in this contract, and it's the first year. After that, they're stuck. <laughs> Let's see. Who do you think won the, the draft? Outside of the Rams, I think we had a uh, a very good draft. Oh, Broncos. Broncos and the Patriots. Yep. Dang it. That's all I was going to go with. Broncos, Broncos and the Patriots because the Patriots were just nonchalantly grabbing people while everyone was panicking. Like, you, yeah. you think about it. You see how they do that every year, and it makes me mad. And it's like, I can't see it for our team because I'm looking in out. Now, if I was a, an, another fan of another team like the Browns or something like that, I could see what, the, uh, what we were doing uh, with the people that we have. But we kind of we followed suit. Um, crap, let me look at Look at this draft. Because um, if you look at it in whole, 
everybody's grabbing defense. Defense, defense. Gronk's gone. Uh, the Gronk replacement's gone. And uh, the Lions grabbing Hawkinson. Hawkinson. And I was like, man, do you want a team or do you want a tight end? Like, are you, what well, are you doing? Well, it depends on who was offering what, you know. Still, uh, you, you can't take those phone calls like last minute. I can guarantee you every last one of these teams that look like they're uh, they're shaky when you um, when they're getting ready to do their picks. Like, like I can guarantee he, you um, during the Raiders' uh, fourth round or f- uh, fourth overall pick, that phone was blowing up. Or like when Houston <laughs> went up and took Titus Howard after the the Eagles uh, jumped him for little uh, Dillard, they were like, "Oh man, yep." So, yeah, you get a situation like that, you're like, oh, oh, no, and your guy's gone. So, for us, we were just sitting back, and we probably already taking calls. Um, apparently, before the draft even started, we were getting calls uh, about pick number 31. And Atlanta, well, Atlanta's gave us – Atlanta gave us – A second and a third, right? Yeah, a second and a third, a and we ended up trading that second back. Well, um, Patriots grabbed Nikhil Harry, who you said was like Cooper Cup. I know. Just scooped, I know. just scooped him up. The just, only, the second wide receiver. Yep. Besides just, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore grabbing Marquise Brown, which yeah. I don't know, you know how that's going to end up working out. Hollywood Brown, you know, just nonchalantly at number thirty-two overall, you take a twenty-one-year-old, six-foot-two, two hundred and twenty-eight-pound wide receiver. Whatever. Yeah, just just scooped him up and you know he only ran a four five forty, so you know that's it. And then starts grabbing um, corners and they're grabbing defense like they did it. They they literally did it. While everybody was grabbing defense, they grab offense. Second round, everybody's grabbing offense. They grab a corner. They grab defense. They grab defense. Third round or the how how many times did they stay in the third round? See New England Patriots. I know that's where they got Chase, right? Or was that in the second? They had five picks in the top 100. Technically, <laughs> uh, four picks. Their last pick in the top 100 was 101, where they grabbed uh, oh, Yodney. Yodney. And that was from that was from us. We traded for that. Yeah. We actually gave them two picks. Didn't we trade with them twice? Yep. We traded with them. Um, like, didn't we trade our pick away and then get that same pick back from them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were God. like, we. I think they they helped us get rap. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't McVay, like it either. McVay but I going mean, much... back to the Belichick. Well, it's like when you when when a woman's getting beat, she keeps coming back because he treats her right for a while. <laughs> that might be us, man. I don't like it, man. I, as much as I don't want to, but if it does. If it does spring a Super Bowl win out of us, I can't hey. say anything about it. Hey, listen. As long as we get a dub, I don't care if we ever even only score three again. As long as it's a dub is a dub. Mm-hmm. Hey, the confetti the confetti going, um, I hate how we ditch our logo <laughs> we went to the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. Yeah, we was like, uh, we're yellow and, um, we're yellow and blue now. I, yeah, don't, don't show that, um. Don't show that navy and blue, or navy and white logo anymore. All, like everything just went old yeah. school. And I'm like, um, okay. Well, because we were that gold when we lost to the Patriots, so maybe they were thinking. 
I don't know. We I we should have wore white, but I don't think they can make those jerseys uh, under um, under short notice. Well, they messed up was when they were slanging the old stuff, trying to take advantage. Oh of yeah, us. that was so bad. That man, that's so bad. I feel sorry for anybody that may have bought that crap, and I All think there were people in the stands that bought that crap. They but really. You know what? If you bought that and you didn't know any better, you're bandwagon, and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We'll take you. Now come to the games. Yeah, you are, you are <laughs> come to the to games. The, hey, but don't come too much because I don't, I don't want our tickets to be over three hundred dollars. Oh no, that's over. That yeah, that's over with. When the uh, yeah, stadium's built, uh, them tickets are probably gonna be like. Um, yeah, prime example, just go to Atlanta. Look no. at Atlanta's tickets. Even no. Even the cupcake, <laughs> even the cupcake games, they're like five hundred dollars for uh, for like front row tickets or um, uh, tunnel tickets. I'm about to be out here slinging kidneys, <laughs> slinging kidneys, man. Look, hey, I don't remember. Uh, I gotta look at the schedule. Where's the schedule? <laughs> schedule, like, schedule, 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 schedule. Uh, where's if, the? If I need not the, the Broncos. Times. If not the Broncos, I think the Browns had one of the better drafts as well, especially since they didn't have a first-round pick. No, I don't want a calendar schedule. When <laughs> is that Cleveland game? What is that? Dang, it's Monday night, Sunday isn't it? Sunday night. Oh, I thought Sunday. it was Monday night. If it was Monday night, I might drive to Cleveland. <laughs> I might drive to Cleveland. Dang. Ooh, when I went to Ohio... When I drove out there, I was not happy. I was not happy. I was in Ohio and like something court, Winchester court or something. What was wrong? Roads are all messed up? Or? Just in the middle of summer. Ugh. Just, I mean, this is a, a person that grew up in Cali their whole life. I went and grabbed a shower. I walked out and I was sweating. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not used like, to that humidity. I was it's, like, not, uh, it's not very I nice. I didn't know that Cincinnati was the hood hood. I didn't know that. We went and picked up Samuel Adams beer in Cincinnati, and I was like, oh, damn, it's like being in L.A. I felt at home. <laughs> I might go to that. Uh, that ended. That would actually top uh, end my, um, my vacation. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, because week two, you're on vacation out here, huh? Uh-huh. I'm going oh, to oh, that. You- Hey, screw driving. You finna add a stop on your plane ride, baby. You're gonna have to go from Michigan to Cali to Cincinnati or to Cleveland, back to Michigan. Yeah. Could possibly do that. Afghanistan, wherever you live. Afghan you live. Afghani land. You live in some freak city. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ohio, I don't know, man. That'd be fun, though. That be would be difficult. fun. To I, don't, I don't know how Browns fans are, especially if they lose. Uh, they're probably all drunk. They're used to it. <laughs> no. No, they're not. I'm spoiled. I do not want to go back to the years of suck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will be criticizing everybody if we go back to just being bad. Oh, the doors are getting kicked down. <laughs> we, you have mad, you have mad old St. Louis, Los Angeles fans picketing around, <laughs> around oh, training no. camp. Hey, some of those St. Louis fans, man, some of them be out of control. They be on the on Reddit talking about, I'm so glad the Rams lost. <laughs> but I have much respect for the people that went out to New Orleans for the NFC. Hey, those were 
Like we said, St. Louis fans. Yep, they went to that game. Hey, so you want to let the peoples know pretty soon here, what, next next podcast, right? We're going to start breaking down. We're going to go from the beginning of the 2018 season and break down week by week, maybe two at a time. Oh, of course. Looking at the film room, it's just stuff that happened during the games and just trying to look, uh, doing an in-depth look at it, trying to start our YouTube uh, our YouTube page on um, looking at that stuff because, honestly, week one set a tone for – Honestly, that uh, the girly question, like, what's wrong with Gurley's knee? I know what's well, wrong with Gurley's knee. <laughs> I think we, I think week one set a lot of tones. It set a tone that we don't need to be on fire from the from rip, that we can slowly but surely lull you into a game where all of a sudden you guys are like the other team's losing by two touchdowns or three touchdowns. They're going, what happened? You know? Oh, yeah, car panic. Car happened, and that's what gave us the rest of that game. Even the Chargers game. Mm -hmm. It felt like, didn't we, what, was Goff through a pick or we we fumbled or something? And then, boom, next thing you know, we're up by two touchdowns, and you're going, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, where'd that come from? Yeah. So we can sneak, hey, we can sneak scores and a lead from under your feet if you're not, if you're not playing around. But, um, yeah, we'll try to end up, uh, trying to get that out as soon as possible to, um, start that up. At least the audio of us going over it, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that'd as, be fun. As well as um, trying to get uh, some film up in there. But th- that would bridge the gap all the way up until uh, the preseason and um, week one. And then we go back to our uh, se- or we'll start season two pretty much right after that. And then I know you already got your vacation put in. I got mine put in. The We Not Me podcast is going to be there for week two, baby, for that beatdown against the Saints. Yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of crybabies down there. Sean versus Sean, volume four, right? Uh, Yeah. Sean, this, yeah. Is, this is the fourth. We're up 2-1 right now. McBay. Yeah, uh... No, 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 no. We are up two one because um, we didn't meet the Saints until yeah. Well, we Goff him. lost to him his rookie year. Yeah, he lost but, to him his rookie year. Well, that's, that wasn't that's, Sean. That wasn't okay. no. The, no, we're having the battle to see who's the shiniest. <laughs> if we end up bringing up too much hype of uh, beating Boston, um. They might try to wing some crap around where you're playing the place of the AFC team you're playing rather than a whole division. And uh, no one's uh, – I've only read – or not read about it, but I heard it on a few stations. Um, like, the schedule's real messed up for, like, three teams. The, the Raiders are on the – like, you know what? I got to find it. But the Raiders always messed up because they got the baseball and – well, the A's suck, though. No, so. not their not their stadium. They're on the road for like That's what I'm eight weeks, and it's not not the fact that they're on the road for eight weeks in a row. It's like they're on the road for like three weeks or three or four weeks, and get a London game that counts as a home game, oh. and then on the road for an additional three weeks. Okay, okay. No, they. Oh no, the Clippers and Chiefs are playing in Mexico. Huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm they got to go to London for that stuff. Well, we going to London too against the Bungles, right? Yeah, but uh, I I love this schedule that we have because we don't have a cold game. The only one hey. that's uh, that's considered cold oh, no. is Cleveland 
after our bye week in uh, November, November tenth at uh, one o'clock. Well, we got Pittsburgh. Cleveland week three. Oh yeah, yeah. But, and then we got Baltimore in Los Angeles, right? And then Cincinnati's in London. Yep, so that's, that's our cool. other home game. Yeah, they, there are no cold games because um, after the Pittsburgh game, we got a Sunday night game against the Bears, and then we got a Monday say, night game the against the uh, against the Ravens. So we get two primetime games at home back to back. See, I don't like that because the last time they weren't at home, but last season when we had two back to back primetime games and they started with the Bears, it didn't. Yeah, but that was that was in uh, Chicago. And, no, and I know both offenses saying, were playing like crap. But we got the Eagles in LA the next week, prime time. Yeah, JoJo messed that up, and we got whopped. We got whopped. We got whopped. We got whopped. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me, man. I lost so much money because of that. Ugh, the Molly Whopper. We got whopped, but we was, JoJo messed that up. We ran out of time. Well, speaking of time, man, I think we've done our time on this, man. Go ahead and send us out, bro. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, it's my turn? <laughs> All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 10. This is number 10 of the We Not Me podcast. Woo! We call this one the retooling. We don't rebuild anymore. We're in Los Angeles. We retool. And what? I think we ain't done yet on three? Of course. One, two, three. I think, I think we, we ain't, ain't done yet. Done yet. <laughs>